The year is 2020, and NASA sends its last deep space probe, manned by Buck Rogers. Ah, oh, Buck. Remember that show, Buck Rogers oh, in the 25th yeah. century with oh, yeah. Gil Gerard? And that was the beginning, but it was the year is 1984, and NASA launches its last deep space probe. And you're like, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, not not too good prog- prognosticating there. <laughs> yes. Uh, speaking of which, the title of our episode today, Discombobulated Prognosticator. We tried to get as many syllables as we could for our first episode of 2020. Uh, And, you know, everybody and their dog is using this 2020 vision, have clear vision for this year. And, you know, you need clear vision if you're a prognosticator. Yes. So, yeah. Um, Apologies for the two week gap there. We had technical issues. I'm using the royal definition of the word we one of us had technical issues yeah my phone took a dump ah man so it happens couldn't couldn't get in contact with each other and all sorts of shiznit ensued so sorry about that guys um anyway two-week break here we are uh at nearly well three weeks in or whatever two Two and a half weeks into January here. So what we decided is we're going to go for three hours today. Yeah, exactly. I mean, (laughs) you know, we got to catch up for the two weeks of of lack, slack, whatever. Slickery Slickery snack. So uh, excited. You know, now when I type up the metadata for these episodes, uh, it's going to say 2020 instead of 2019. It's kind of exciting. Oh, yeah. Anyway, welcome back for a new year. You're like, oh, shit. I thought I hope these guys were done. (laughs) 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 Let's make it good at 43 episodes. You know, I mean, that is the answer to the universe, isn't it? Or is it 42? Push the little button on the left and we'll go away. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's right. You have free will. All right. So, uh, hey, speaking of free will, remember that Rush lyric? You may choose some, oh man, now I'm going to forget it. Ready guide. In ready some guide in some celestial, celestial voice. If you choose, if you not, choose not to, to decide, decide, you still, still have, made a choice. have made a choice. Yes. Uh, as for me, I uh, will choose. I will choose free will. Yes, great, great, and song. that fits that fits this subject again. Uh, we we're trying to fit the word oracle in there because we're we're talking about based on the church's past, what can we prognosticate, oraculate? <laughs> that's a, that's a new <laughs> word. That's mine. Thank you. Uh, wow. About the future of the church. I mean, even just this next year. So let's get in. To the news first. Let's get I... into it. I, you know, speaking of news and Russia's lyrics, we lost one of the world's greatest musicians recently. Yes, the prof- the professor was one of his names. Yeah, Getty Getty referred to him as the professor on the drum keg. Yes, Neil Pert, Mister Neil Pert, passed away 
fairly recently here uh, for all you Rush fans out there. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but LBS Church in the news is what we're focusing on, not uh, rock news or celebrities of rock. Um, So you'll recall, and and Jana will recall if she ever listens to our show, which I highly doubt. (laughs) Jana Rice, I think that's how she pronounces her last name. R-I-E-S-S. Um, anyway, she, uh, is, uh, uh, we gave her spiel last time we talked about one of the things that she said, we don't need to talk about all that again. She's a senior columnist in the religion news service. She also writes stuff that ends up in the Tribune, Salt Lake Tribune. Um, so I had a question, Dave, um, just a little background again. I don't want to make the news bit too long. We got fun stuff to talk about. Uh, last time I said something like, hey, you know, with her craziness and her liberal statements in the news uh, of all places out there, right, among the public, you would think that she would sh- for sure be ex- excommunicated by now. But I couldn't see anything that indicated that she has been. And, but I just kind of assumed that she's, she has to be right with all this stuff she's saying because she regularly criticizes the brethren and all this stuff. Well, there's a there's an LDS Church News bit that I'm not delving into today that was one of the choices about them changing the clothing again for the temple. Really? Yeah, yet again, because this was a revelation given directly by God to never be changed. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> uh, and she was talking about how somebody pointed out to her that she was wearing the veil wrong in her last session recently. So Ah. she's not excommunicated. In fact, she's a recommend holding member. So a little surprising. Well, that could mean one thing that the brethren never read the tribune. (laughs) 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 Which I wouldn't doubt, you know, it's all about the desert news. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) It's the anti LDS, uh, newspaper obviously yeah yeah Yeah, the anti-desert news i i don't know man i just feel like her name would have come up in some conversations by now uh and and that she would have been disciplined and then ultimately excommunicated because she continues to whatever that just kind of shocked me why do i bring up Jana rice uh well she wrote a blog here that was fresher a couple weeks back (laughs) when i was (laughs) intending to share it uh, that's okay. Where she looked back and she's kind of like, Hey, what are a few of the big things that happened in the church in 2019? Just to sum some stuff up. And so, uh, she gives seven and we've talked about all, almost all of these in our episodes. So we won't jump into them, but I thought, yeah, interesting summary here. Uh, number one, the church is sitting on a hundred billion dollar nest egg. Yep. That's a fairly recent one. I would say hundreds of billions. Cause this is only one investment firm that kind of got caught with its pants down. There's at least five others that we know of. Uh, The temple endowment became more inclusive of women. Of course, she's going to be interested in that one. She's very kind of women's lib liberal person. So she, she, she highlighted that one. The missionary and youth programs are being overhauled. Got it. The church expanded its list of drinks and substances forbidden by the word of wisdom. Yep. Uh, 
The murders of nine people in Mexico brought renewed focus on Mormon heritage groups that practice polygamy. We didn't really touch that one a lot uh, in our episodes. It it was uh, kind of a tragedy. Um, There's some interesting thoughts about these multi-generational, some of them fundamentalist kind of Mormon communities in Mexico, which is kind of interesting, but that's, that's for another conversation. Six, the church reversed its prohibition on LGBT members and their families because God changes his mind. And seven, the church's growth has slowed, which we, we talked about uh, numerically. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So seven things. Um, there's probably some others you could sum up. That kind of sums up the bigger ones. You could have said Nelson changed the time of church, you know, the length of church, all that kind of shit. Um, anyway, so any thoughts? I mean, uh, that, well, that's LDS church in the news. We'll, we'll get into thoughts later. Let's, uh, Dave, I think you wanted, unless you have some comments on those, I think you wanted to jump us into our next segment, uh, which would be for your information. All right. I wanted to reiterate the purpose of, of this section of our podcast, um, and I found a quote from good old Arza Evans. We've included him in several podcasts. He wrote a beautiful book, <laughs> if you're ex-Mormon, <laughs> The Keystone of Mormonism. And in that book, he makes a statement that uh, speaks to this section of our podcast that we have every week. It is not easy to understand how so many people can believe that early church leaders were true prophets of God, despite the fact that they insulted and humiliated women, ignored their own word of wisdom, demanded blind obedience to church leaders, denied freedom and democracy, hated the United States government, taught false doctrine about Adam and Jesus, claimed that the sun and the moon were inhabited. (laughs) We talked about that three weeks ago. (laughs) And even taught that since the atoning power of Christ was limited to minor sins, many people would need to atone for major sins by having their own bloodshed. How can church leaders and members today rationalize away all of this evil and nonsense? And then he's going to answer that in part. Anyway, the answer has to be that most Latter-day Saints know very little about church history except for the sanitized propaganda that they read in lesson manuals and faith-promoting magazines. Those who also read books tend to restrict their reading to the publications of church leaders. And many Latter-day Saint intellectuals and free thinkers who know the truth about church history are reluctant to bring it up, up these serious questions and doubts for reasons of their own, which are basically what we talked about in the podcast, the cost that would, yeah. The main reason is what it's going to cost them if they do bring up these issues. So why we're going through D Michael Quinn's book and sharing a few excerpts from an appendix in the back every week, uh, going chronologically through early church history is to inform you about the truth of the church's past history and not some bunch of, Oh, I got a lot, a lot of names for it. Uh, non-truth. How's that? 
Ooh, All right. Well summed up. Well summed up, bro. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. Yeah. What can I add? Nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> we've, we've talked about, you know, Brigham Young. They get here. 1847 and right off the bat they're sending people all north south west nobody's going east (laughs) imagine that uh (laughs) and settling little you know towns and things and the purpose being uh this megalomaniac had every intention of taking over the western united states and what then was still part of mexico and so we're going to start today in uh 1881, July 2nd, Deseret News reports, Apostle Erastus Snow's sermon of August 3rd, 1880, quote, Our people are already settling in Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, Colorado, Arizona, Nevada, and are stretching into old Mexico. He, meaning God, wishes us to occupy the land. And he goes on and on, but that's it. It's God's Hmm. will that that Mormons occupy this land. A couple of tidbits on that as far as thoughts. I mean, the land was already occupied. (laughs) Yes, it was. Several times, several times. Yeah, uh, Native Americans were still frequenting these areas that he just named. uh, And there were tribes, you know, they may have been nomadic uh, because they were smarter. Escaping the hot weather or, or the or the frigid weather, as the case may have been, and or following game right on the game trail, but they were inhabiting the area. <laughs> it was their land. I mean, their land. anyway, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Okay, so a little bit north of Salt Lake, up in Cache Valley, is a beautiful lake uh, named Bear Lake. So August third. At St. Charles, Idaho, George Q. Cannon reports, quote, having seen the Bear Lake monster or something of that kind this evening while strolling along the lake. Uh, Loch Ness, <laughs> move over. We got our own. Oh, man. So, no, there's no hallucinating going on. Uh, it's just, no. You know, it's well, well you know who told him, you know, who told him the monster was there was Kane. Kane, stro- Kane strode up <laughs> next to him and said, hey. Dude, there's a monster in the lake. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Back with George again. October 8th, First Counselor George Q. Cannon tells General Conference, We hear now of men having to get married to cover up certain things, of children born wonderfully soon after marriage. <laughs> <laughs> nice wording there, George, buddy. Well, wonderfully uh, soon. <laughs> Now this, we're going to jump into 1882, and boy, we could almost do a podcast on this, and I don't know how much information there would be, but this brings up a a really salient subject. All right, January 7th, Apostle Francis M. Lyman's diary begins recording month-long nervous breakdown of Heber J. Grant. At that time, his his successor is Tooele's state president physician diagnoses grant's condition as nervous convulsions and warns that condition could lead to softening of the brain (laughs) if if grant continues his stressful pace of activity okay that was part of that sentence grant becomes apostle 10 months later Uh, so that 
Sorry, but is that one of the qualifications? Is your brain sufficiently soft that you qualify for this position? Oh, that's classic. That, that's a jab. Oh, that's a jab. And it's, it. uh, let's see. And his first LDS leader with diagnosed history of emotional, notice that, emotional illness, not mental illness. Uh, hmm. Interesting. Okay. So, interesting. It, and that, that brings up why I said that could lead into a, almost a podcast is the rigorous demands of being a member of the LDS church and the emotional and mental backlash. Mm, uh, I like that. It. I mean, uh, anyway, yeah, that's right. that I'm writing that down. That's a yeah. good episode idea. All right. April 9th, John Taylor formally announces to General Conference the 1880 U.S. Census report shows Utah Territory has 120, 283, 120,283 Mormons with 14,155 Gentiles ah. <laughs> and, oh, oh, 6,988 apostates. Oh, man. Wow. Okay. Utah is the only place in 1880 that the U.S. government includes religion in its census. Imagine that. Okay. Hmm. That's interesting. The only place. Yeah. In in the 1880 census. Hmm. So so Gentiles are non-Mormons, and then apostates were Mormon, left the church. Mm -hmm. Okay. Interesting. June 26th, in the morning, John Taylor finishes dictating Revelation. He begins previous night concerning celestial law, plural marriage. So that, that's going to be in a lot of this mm-hmm. uh, for a while until nineteen or 1890, when it, they finally get the Revelation. <laughs> cha- changes that, even though they keep practicing it. Okay. Yes. October 6th, President Taylor... So he's been made president now. I guess we mentioned that three weeks ago. President Taylor again refuses to accept 12's nominations for two men as apostles with result that another conference passes without filling vacancies. So that doesn't happen in the modern Mm. church. As soon as uh, the prophet dies, a senior apostle automatically becomes the president. And then those that spot or spots uh, in the quorum of the 12 are immediately filled usually by you know a a senior member of the 70 yeah Uh, but that wasn't the case back then because we're making it up as we go (laughs) (laughs) don't be too hard on us come on uh october 16th grant's concern for his emotional health is understood by mental problems he later observes in four fellow general authorities. Oh, ah, interesting. Okay. Must have been something in the water. Yeah. <laughs> and, and now let's have a vision. I don't even know what to make of this. December 3rd, second counselor, Joseph F. Smith sermon says, I think of two or 300,000 people wending their way across the Great Plain back to Jackson County. So that idea of jackson county being you know a center where the the complex New of Jerusalem. temples is built yes yeah. the second mm-hmm. coming it's still being taught obviously yes it is let's, actually let's and just, we we the the church owns most of that land right around that area yes still. jackson county but yep. the uh 
what do they call them? The something of Christ. Uh, the uh, community of Christ. Community of Christ. Yeah, formerly the RLDS Church. Right? right. They own a lot of that. They own a lot. Just of- just a couple more. Uh, we're now in 1883, March 31st, Apostle Brigham Young Jr. tells state priesthood meeting, There are many girls in Utah who have never had an offer of marriage from a man in the church. Girls who marry outside, outsiders, are not worthy of the sacrament. <laughs> oh, okay. And along those lines, May 20th, Salt Lake City police arrest 17 boys for breaking the Sabbath by playing baseball on Sunday. <laughs> You're kidding me. So now the police are involved in enforcing the the rules, you know, of the Wait church. a minute. Why were the police working on Sunday? Oh, whoops. Oh. Oh, throw them in jail. Uh-oh. All right. Okay. Uh I'm I'm reading ahead. I I let me just hit two more cuz I like this last one. Uh August 26th, Heber J. Grant notes in his diary that yesterday a mob lynches the nigger who kills an oh. LDS bishop and police policeman, Andrew Burt. Uh, anyway, and then he's... <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, so that's still going on. Here's our last one for today. September 28th, John Taylor reestablishes School of the Prophets in obedience to Revelation exactly five months earlier. Oh, he got a revelation. It took him five months to act on it. Is hmm. that what I just read? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of these revelations are timed, you know. Come yeah. on. And they're, yeah. A number of yeah. First Presidency and Apostles confess to breaking the word of wisdom and vote to obey it. However, this vote does not apply to wine, which members of the School of Prophets drink by the glassful in their meeting on October 12th. Oh, well, there you go. See, wine's okay. And okay. multiple multiple glassfuls add up to bottles. Yes, <laughs> so they that's, do. That's that for our section uh, about, you know, what was really going on. So what we're looking at is, yeah, discombobulated procrast- procrast- prognosticators, <laughs> procrastinators. You know, the, the, the oracle... In other mm. words, based on the past, you would never maybe guess, let's use that word, that the church would be where it is today or where it even has been. Mm-hmm. And and uh, as an example, those seven events that were included there in uh, Sister Rice's article, um, in just one year. And then some of those from the, I can remember growing up in the church where those kind of things would happen once a decade. Oh yeah. And Mm -hmm. and we had seven of them in one year. Well, more than seven, right? That's just the seven she pointed out. Uh, I mean, if you, if you talk to Rusty Nell about it, he would probably give you a different seven that he thought were more important. Oh, by the way, um, he got yeah. he got this special new battery for his lighted pen, so he can stay up oh, all night he? now. Yeah, he can just oh, go, go, right. go, get a revelation, and then follow what it asks you to do. You know, six, eight, nine months later, it, 
you know. Uh, well, gotta... look, uh, he's ninety five, right? Um, has he got the Vivance going on? Is that is that what's letting him go <laughs> all night? <laughs> Energizer think... Bunny. That's but it. I don't think he's the Energizer in the way Wendy would like. Uh, I think there's something lacking in the <laughs> in that, the bedroom. Is that lithium <laughs> lithium based battery or is that Viag- Viagra based? <laughs> No, we know that we know the drill. I mean, uh, when he gets uh, a feeling, he asks her to leave the room. So this is a little solo prognostication that's going on okay. here. Okay, yeah. So looking at looking at those seven things, which it's interesting how much of this has happened since Rusty Nell has taken over the helm of the kingdom of god mm-hmm. um and i i can't help but wonder and we kind of get a feel from dallin h oaks what he seems to think about a lot of it but i i wonder about the other members of the 12 and by the way i was thinking about this the other night you know you got 15 of them they're all apostles mm-hmm. seers mm-hmm. and revelators Yep, but you've got the twelve, and then three in the first presidency, and on occasion there's been four, and all kinds of different things going on. Where in the New Testament did Christ call twelve disciples and or uh, apostles and a first presidency? Yeah, I don't recall. I, I mean, if you remember. think, yeah, I mean, I'm not a New Testament scholar, but if I remember correctly. You had the twelve apostles, and we we stipulate or whatever that Peter was the head of the twelve, right? Uh, I guess, and but there was still twelve. He was one of the twelve. He didn't call like a separate three, and Peter was one of them. Like Peter, James, and John were the presidency, and then there was twelve apostles next to him, so a total of fifteen. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I I don't know where the fifteen came from. No clue. Well, when you're running a corporation instead of a church, you've got to have a CEO, a president, you know, a, a C, what's the other guy that's over, a CFO. Yeah, yeah. Y- you know, all these chief officers in there. And that's, uh, I don't know, I could jump into a quote I found. Uh, one of the things that's a constant concern and, and something the church is dealing with on an ongoing basis and they've dealt with it in different ways is how they interface with the rest of the world period uh and so it's obvious that they're trying to get us to look away from anything of its past at least the far you know the recent past maybe not so much but the early a hundred years of the church, especially the early 40 or 50. Let's not look there. Let's not talk about that. They've also done this relative to their political positions, which again, that's an interesting part of the church. Don't remember that in the New Testament either. Mm -mm. Too much. Mm -hmm. I found a quote and it could spur some conversation from Mikey. I hope. Oh hell, where did I put my spectacles? I mean my oracle. I mean my uh, my <laughs> my crystal your cl- ball. <laughs> your your rocks. Yeah. 
Okay, in a New York Times uh, article by Noah Feldman, a Harvard professor of law and adjunct senior fellow at the Council of Foreign Relations, he points out one cause for the seemingly schizophrenic public image of the church. And I quote, What began as a strategy of secrecy to avoid persecution has become over the course of the 20th century a strategy of minimizing discussion of the content of theology in order to avoid being treated as religious pariahs. As mm. a result, Mormons have not developed a series of easily expressed and easily swallowed statements summarizing the content of their theology in ways that might arguably be accepted by mainland Protestant, mainline, mainline, <laughs> mainline <laughs> Protestants. Mainland. Yeah. Yes. yeah. To put it bluntly, the combination of secret mysteries and resistance in the face of oppression has made it increasingly difficult for Mormons to talk openly and successfully with outsiders about their religious beliefs. Well said. Mm, interesting. You know, one of the things that I thought might squeak its way into LDS Church in the News for this episode, I had to battle with this a little bit, is um, they recently they being the church got in a little a little what should we use as a phrase here uh, tight spot they, they yeah a little little tight spottage they stepped in some doo doo um so there's a, a tribune article this goes right along the line with what you're saying so i'll bring it up here error in printed lds church manual could revive racial criticisms Oh boy. Uh, and I just think it's absolutely hilarious how this is phrased. A recent blunder <laughs> with a Sunday school manual for use by all members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints could set back progress the Utah-based faith has made on the issue of racism in the past few years and alienate people of color. Last mm. year, the church produced a new manual for its 2020 curriculum, which will be study be a study of the faith's signature scripture, the Book of Mormon, which Latter-day Saints believe tells the religious history of peoples in the ancient Americas. Several passages describe a, quote, dark skin descending on one of the clans, and for much of the faith's history, that has been seen as a racial, quote, curse. These days, though, that interpretation is no longer part of church teaching. <laughs> but the problem is it's in the fucking Book of Mormon. So how do you take that out? Right? Yeah. Uh, so there's the this is the Come Follow Me manual, and there's this whole article on it in the Tribune, the Salt Lake Tribune. Um, and and we all know the story. The dark skin was placed on the Lamanites so they could be distinguished from the Nephites, keep the two people from mixing. It was a skin uh, a curse because of their iniquity. Uh, why is dark skin uh, a curse and light skin is is better? You know, this whole dilemma. And, uh, you know, people have, leaders have come out, speaking of kind of changing the prognosticating whatever, and said, um, well, we don't really believe in those theories <laughs> that, that were taught by Brigham Young and, and that era, you know, of... Actually, that we're taught all the way into the 1960s. Yeah. Uh, but you know, let's let's forget about that. Those were theories, and it's really not 
the the dark skin isn't the curse. The problem with that is it very clearly is verbatim in black and white text in the Book of Mormon. No quibbling. It is the exact curse for being uh, evil. We have a statement or story in the Book of Mormon when one people started to become good again and their skin became light. You know, what? what is that? If that's not right, so <laughs> pretty more, clear, more favorable, yes, to God. Yeah. So again, going big picture with this guy, Trou- troubling history, yes, this troubling guy history. in the sky who apparently is the father of us all who come mm-hmm. to this planet, and some of us just get a little bit better deal than others, but it's their fault. Because it is also taught that they weren't valiant. Now, hang on. They weren't as bad as the third of the host of heaven who followed Lucifer and were also sent here, but minus a body. They were a little bit better than that. So they just got (laughs) sent here with the black body. Oh, I get it now. Okay. All right. Yeah. And we're actually, I think we... That's definitely worthy of an entire episode talking about the history of racism in the church. Um, So, uh, you know, that's going to happen probably this year. We'll do an episode on that. I just thought I'd bring it up because it it goes along the lines of what you're talking about. There's there's this whole dilemma of historical. Again, when much of they when much of them were given, they were in the structure of a quote revelation unquote that the church kind of feels a little less comfortable about these days <laughs> right, right so you know well looking ahead now uh, again based on uh, six of those seven things that she brought up which we brought up in podcasts in the past uh, which are significant uh, changes in church policy, church doctrine, uh, I don't know, what would you call it relative to the temple? Would, would that be, what What kind of a change is that? Uh, you, that's, the garment changes and, and uh, yeah, you're not, you're not um, naked during the washing and anointing anymore? Uh, yeah, well, those are ordinances, I guess. You could call that a process, a procedural change, I guess. Procedural, yeah, probably. So based on those things, what... Does the future portend? Let me get out my crystal. Wait, no, wait. I got my hat right here. There's my. What, little... What's going? What's I going a, on with crystal? A chocolate stone. No, wait a minute. That the dog. <laughs> God damn it, Fluffy! <laughs> not again. That's not my stone. Hang on. Hey, oh, here it is. Here it is. Uh, you might not be able to hear me for a second. I'm gonna put my head in this hat. Okay. Oh, there's gonna be. Con- <laughs> Continuous policy changes uh-huh. regarding the temple, uh, teaching methods, missionaries. Mm-hmm. Um, wait a minute. What's this temple? Yeah. Uh, oh, temple building policy oh. changes. Oh, uh-huh. oh, shit. I didn't want to see that. Yeah. Church is going to continue to lose members as well. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. well, I'm furiously making notes here because this is. Am I your Oliver in this instance? As you peer into the stone in your hat, hey, pull uh, that I... curtain back across there! Damn it! <laughs> I told you. <laughs> What's what was the powder? There were lines of powder 
uh, over there on your desk <laughs> when I that I saw when the curtain was pulled back. What what's going on? Uh, <laughs> hey, this stuff doesn't come easy. Now, God <laughs> wants me to get a revelation, but again, I've got to work hard for it. And that, yeah. if that includes altering my my mental state, okay, it, to get in tune. Mm-hmm. And I've I've found this this stuff. It's great, and <laughs> I can stay up all night too. <laughs> and it's it, like it, rusty. Yeah. Oh man, I mean, I got a I got a main line to the divine. Ooh. Ooh. Mainline to the divine. We're going to have to play some music over that statement. That's too good. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, any any pro- prognostications, Michael? Let me borrow that hat for a moment. Okay. Oh, you do have a nice-looking stone in there. It's It's kind of brownish, like Joseph's. It's got some stripes in it. Hey, did you get this digging a well? Go ahead, dig a pit for your neighbor. It pays off it, in the long run. Is it okay if I touch your stone? <laughs> it looks uh, very smooth. <laughs> oh, it is smooth and cool to the touch. Uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, let me try this out. Ah, nice little top hat you got going on here. I didn't know they had these anymore. All right. Throw my face on here. Okay. Oh, wow. I didn't expect the stone actually lights up. Yes. That's pretty cool. Wow. What do we got here? Yep. Yep. It's repeating some of the stuff you just said. Oh, I see some clarity here around continued changes in meeting structure. Hmm. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Continued changes in the study guides. Yeah, that goes without saying, probably. They just did that come unto me for 2020. Continued departure from uncomfortable history. Yeah, you kind of addressed that in our episode here. Let's see what else is coming on here. Uh, Continuing acquiescing to the the whims, in some cases, of the members, uh, Mm. which includes a lot of... You you have a second hat over there. Why didn't you a, tell me? No, that's not it. I have a second stone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It dropped. Well. It finally dropped. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're just holding it in your hands over there. I thought you needed a hat. I guess as long as you blot out the light, you're okay. I've been working at this for a while, buddy. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. you have. You're handling that stone pretty well. Um. Yeah, I would say continued acquiescing, right, to the to the fears and concerns of the membership. Uh, look, change in missionary process. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, change in the message from the missionaries to to move away from troubling history and some of the stuff we've mentioned. Uh, let's see, teaching the new narrative that we now understand about the uh, the the coming about of the Book of Mormon. Hmm. Interesting. Continued emphasis on the uh, publicity, uh, which would be aimed at us looking like mainstream Christian church. That's going to continue mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Continued foray into the politics of the United States, especially. Looks like the church is going to keep uh, keep 
weighing its voice on uh, on topics that are considered to be liberal in the political arena and, and try to make some changes there. Hmm. All right. Yeah, yeah. look, uh, I, oh, think, I gotta take I think, my... I think I'm getting a little fuzzy headed. A little, yeah, and see, I gotta take my face off the hat. I mean, yeah, it's that, kind of a it's kind of a rush. I was starting yeah. to see something which is is way out there, and that is a decrease of tithing to nine percent. I, oh. I must. I think I've had a lack of oxygen or something. I don't know what's going on. With the- I don't know about that, bro. Yeah, I mean, you might as well you might as well say that the the federal government in the United States is going to lower. Uh, Taxes across the board. I mean, come on. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what you're smoking over there. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that was going through my mind preparing for this podcast is the very beginning, a young man with a vivid imagination he has the ability to work, but if he can get out of it, he damn well will mm-hmm. and get rich a lot without manual labor. He would prefer that. A young man with enough time on his hands to borrow books from the local library, including the list of books we've mentioned in the past, which influenced the creation among other things of a book of Mormon, which was initially created for profit to be sold mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and now became, became, uh, becomes a canon of the church. And, and so following that pattern again of, I don't know what to call it, except make it up as you go. And then to be accepted, Oh, we better have an organization that at least roughly looks like what Jesus had because we're we're gonna claim to be a Christian religion, but with extras. I mean, you know, <laughs> it extras. Look at all these yeah. bells and whistles, which is exactly mm-hmm. all they are. Um so I'm just going through this in my mind, you know, based on that. And then we get we got a, a ton of crazy shit which is still going on in 18, you know, our last reading today, 1888 and so forth. And then it get there's a period where things are kind of quiet, relatively mm-hmm. speaking, uh, as far as doctrinal changes, procedural policy changes. And that went all the way right up until really the, the well, obviously the Blacks and the Priesthood in 78 was huge. And then mm-hmm. the next big one would, would be the temple endowment changes, which were very big. Nin- 91. 90. Yep. Yeah. So 1991. Yep. So, and then there really wasn't that much after that. And, mm-hmm. and so I, I, are we seeing a frantic, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, they're, they're frantically trying to adjust things. Is it all based on hemorrhaging so many members? Is that it? I think, think that's got to be part of it. It has to be, you know, because um, if, if if you th- imagine a situation where the church membership is continuing, not just as strong as it used to be, like in the 80s uh, and early 90s, but but was increasing 
and continuing to grow uh, and, and rolling across the earth as it was prognosticated to do, <laughs> yes. um, then you probably would have a leadership that didn't really feel the need, right, to come out with exciting changes or, you know, hey, now uh, the, oh, don't don't believe Joseph Smith. This stuff wasn't, uh, you know, restored. The restoration is still in process. Oh, oh, that's a switch. Oh, interesting. Cool. You know, <laughs> so, so right. you know, all this kind of stuff, uh, you got to think, right? It's I think it's manifold. One big reason is what you just hinted at, right, to, to give some appearance of continuing revelation. God is still at the helm. You know, he's still talking to these leaders. Um, this is his church, you know, don't forget that and, and keep the hemorrhaging controlled as much as possible, hopefully attract new members. Uh, and then you've got another side to it of it's the shiny object, right? It's for the existing members. Um, if we're going to keep them if we're going to have a hope of keeping them from leaving, we have to somehow steer their attention away Mm -hmm. from the problematic origins and history of the church. And so how do we do that? We create these shiny objects, right? And that's got to be part of it, right? It it Um, is. Yeah. What I'm thinking of, and and this was me yesterday, thinking of other examples, trying to back out, you know, go big picture and not just look at maybe other churches and their infancy and what they thought they might become and to, and to see how they unfolded and then compare that to the LDS church, but maybe even like corporations. So you've got a guy, Steve Jobs, whoever, he's, he's got a vivid imagination mm-hmm. and a great mind and very creative. Did he ever think at the beginning that that would become what it became there's the damn cops again damn it dave don't hey hide that shit hide that shit hurry what the white powder or the stone yeah yeah both all of it okay Okay, thanks hide that body will (laughs) you that thing's starting to smell anyway no right back to your point sorry you're making a good point there no think about it think about uh company a company uh, um an organization what what i'm looking at is is the evolution of an entity all it's various entities other churches other other companies other uh things that start off looking like this and then how they evolve mm-hmm. over you time you know we've already yeah. mentioned several times did joseph smith ever think the church would look the way it does today Probably couldn't have. not. No. He couldn't have. He no. said it would fill the earth. That's maybe the, one of the only things he said w- that is continued to be an emphasis. You know, that's that's our goal. That's what we're going to do. Uh, but all of the fucking, tw- what's the word for it? All the twists and turns and, and changes. And, uh, you know, like, like, let's say, again, a corporation, they start off, they're successful, and then they have... A major setback. Maybe they're sued, mm-hmm. or there's some some litigation or s- something against them, and they have to adjust a whole bunch of stuff. Y- you know, I, that's what I'm it's, looking at. Is how kind of what happened? Th- yeah, th- it's kind of what's happened, isn't it? Modern church history is the history of a corporation. That's the point I'm trying to make. You're right. You're right, and I, I an evolving corporation, right? And and yes. if you look at 
So one of the the little pre-show conversations you and I had is about this concept of an oracle. And then we started, you know, we, we found the word prognosticator, <laughs> which is fun. Um, but, uh, you know, the oracle of Delphi, I, I, back to your little tidbit on that, the idea was to get a pointing on your compass, right? Like what's yeah. the future for me and which direction should I head? And I feel like the origins of the church, even though there was a lot of little changes happening behind the scenes, was pretty much focused in one direction on the compass. And then how would you phrase it? You know, uh, things like science and and just politics and the the arena of the United States where the church was formed caught up right. with it. Caught up with it. And, and then uh, yeah. another aspect, I don't want to change this, 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 that subject. That's a great point, but the personalities of the leaders themselves have a huge influence on it, as well as what's going on, like you said, in the environment, uh, around Certainly. the church at the U S yeah. uh, politically, um, uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, their neighbors, the Indians. Oh, wait, no, yeah. wait. The Lamanites. I'm sorry. God, oh, the, the Lamanites. Get it fucking right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the cursed people. Um, look, yeah. And then you have this weird fucking period, right? For a couple generations where Brigham's out here. He's building this empire in the West. He's escaped the United States. He's out here to make his little, little mini nation. Uh, the guy is just this... I mean, you got weird fucking shit going on that you've read, you know, from from the book there, you know, beheadings and people getting sent off to die and you know, whatever, man, just fucking Wild West, weird shit. And then again, time catches up. The U.S. expands to the West. It hits Utah. You know, Utah is adopted yep. as a state. Uh, polygamy is is all of a sudden discounted. Um and then you've got this second or third era, if you will, of the church, which kind of like you said, went on for a pretty good length of time without a whole lot of big ripples, you know, in the water, so to speak. And then I feel like we've hit this other period. We've hit a period of information. Right. Information is right. so easy to acquire now, whether you're a member or you're investigating the church or you've left it or whatever. So, and you can see the reality behind right. some of these claims. And that's the that's the era the church is in today, right? You're in this era, speaking of environment, right? Where your compass needle is spinning, right? You're like, oh my God, you know, what how are we going to control this ship? And so it it becomes obvious to your point there that had those outside influences not taken place, a lot of this stuff wasn't coming from the inside, from the higher ups in the hierarchy of the church. Mm-hmm. It was a, a reaction to what was going on. The majority exactly. of it was exactly. a reaction to what yeah. was going on and, and a reaction in the members of the church themselves, which was always in the past. Well, fuck you. We're the leaders. Yeah. Right. If you want to stay a member, you're going to do what we say. And now it's like, oh, you don't like wearing the veil or you don't like oh, wearing, yeah. being naked in the temple in front of a 90 year old lady or whatever. <laughs> or a 90 year old man. Oh. Yeah, that, that was the. That What's was that the... dragon on the floor over there, Moses? <laughs> oh. Oh my God. Please give this man oh, some my... spandex. <laughs> Oh my God! Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Oh man, 
<laughs> no, now they're in that. Now they're in hemorrhage control, right? And yeah, so you have much. this this smiling, creepy ninety five year old at the helm who has this lighted pen and is getting all these quote unquote revelations, which is just hemorrhage control, right? It's like throw the fucking tourniquet on here. Continuing to do what we just said, a continuing move this year of move away from the past, the troubling history, change the narrative. That's become standard, right? No longer is it the narrative that you and I grew up with uh, about things like the Book of Abraham, how the Book of Mormon was translated. This has all changed to more closely match reality, but Mm. still, you know, sugar-coated a little bit. And then, hey, let's get members from leaving and then get new ones where we can. And that's the next year, right? I mean, yeah. uh, 2020, that's what's happened. That's our prognostication, hey, Dave? And the big emphasis in April on the so-called 200-year anniversary of the first vision, which will be uh, a big emphasis on the foundations of the church, ironically, which are all based in fantasy yes fabrications but there will be that huge emphasis let's get back to the basics and they've done that two or three times when i was still active they brought out the gospel principles manual manual and brought it into gospel doctrine i thought are you fucking kidding me yeah i remember that just keep them drooling and sucking on their pablum and (laughs) yeah Great visual. Yeah, I love uh, it. Yes. I need a towel. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> it tastes so good. Don't tell me. Don't give me that sharp ed- edged stuff. I can't digest it. Ouch, ouch, ouch. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Uh, sure. Well, there, there you got it, folks. That's our 2020 prognostication. Uh, more of the same, really, of Pretty what much. we saw in 2019. I think at least one or two, one or two. I'm not going to be, you know, that, I'm still a little hazy. There's smoke in the room here, <laughs> for whatever reason. Huh? Uh, <laughs> one or the t- one or two of the uh, fanciful prognostications that come in 2020 are going to be some weird ones. That's that's yeah. my my prophecy as as, well. uh, as yeah. the rusty nail continues to gather rust <laughs> yes. between yes. the gears and they yes. start to bind up and <laughs> much know, to Wendy's chagrin <laughs> yes. and he starts seeing his lighted pen when it's not even on it's like uh oh <laughs> no it's it's yeah. a natural I, part yeah. of aging to be to be it is. you know yeah. that's just I'm not making fun of old age I mean I I'm making fun of the fact that a man like that is trying to run this corporation not by yeah, himself that, but he's at the helm yeah, it's scary it is yeah, yeah. it's it's scary uh and I think age is going to continue to hit him obviously this coming year and it hits you faster and faster when you're 95 the the span between 95 and 96 has yeah. a lot more challenges age wise than 94 to 95 does right it's yeah, like it's an ex- exponential, exponential yep uh increase and he's going to have some challenges i think mentally as well and there's going to be a lot of oh, okay watch let's watch this carefully 
from Oaks and the other folks, you know, who are trying to control the puppet <laughs> strings. Oaks and the other folks. Yeah. Oaks what they, and the other what folks. they've done in the, in the past with these elderly, uh, I was going to say CEOs, uh, profits, I'm sorry, uh, is they just, they'd even quit talking in conference. Yeah. They de-emphasize them. Yeah. They just kind of put them in the background. This is like, go keep him in his bed, which again, that's part of all. What scares me is the man who's next in line. That's a scary thought. Is it it, uh, de-hoax? It it is the the hoaxer. De-hoax. He's next, huh? Okay. That's pretty scary. It is. That guy's got, he's got a Brigham Young like meanness to him. Mm-hmm. That's what he I does. discern. He really does. Yeah. yeah. He, it's like if he could get away with it, he would just say, fuck you right to your face. <laughs> Don't <laughs> right. you think? Am I yeah. making that up? I or? think you're right. I think you're right. Well, I feel like ending the episode with one of D. Hoax's greatest quotes, which we've we've quoted a few times already. It's wrong to criticize the brethren, even if the criticisms are true. <laughs> Some truth is not very useful. Beautiful. Oh, there you great, go. What a great prophet he's going to be. Yes. Huh, I can hardly wait. <laughs> Sorry, Rusty. I don't want to push you out too too soon. but Wendy does. <laughs> Poor Wendy. All right. Well, guys, welcome to 2020, a couple weeks late on our show anyway. And we promise to show up again next week. That is both a promise and a warning. That's right. Damn it. (laughs) All right. See you guys. Adios. Bye.